Welcome into another podcast here. I'm your host, Roy Edwards, and I'm with Capital Presence, and we're going to go over business communication. Now, this is something that we've touched on a ton on the Innovari podcast. If you guys are new to the podcast, feel free to check out our series on BRICS, and that is about project management, how to manage your day, how to manage yourself, how to manage what we call epics, which are long-term goals. But we're going to get into business communication and culture here forward. And today we're going to go over three steps to increase your business communication and enable teamwork. And mostly this is focused on building a company culture from anywhere. I welcome you to Innovare. Yeah, this is where we innovate. This is the podcast where changes all made. If you're not growing, then you're dying. Innovation is the key to surviving. This is Innovare, where we scared to make that change and create a new way. Uh-huh. If you're ready to learn and sit back and just chill, it's about to get real. This is Innovare. We at Capital Presence have our little hashtag called work wherever. We believe that remote work is the future. It's going to the office is something of the past. And we believe that the majority, heavy majority of businesses are going to be over the next five to 10 years going to be 90% remote where the majority of their employees and workforce do not go to the office where we anticipate seeing office buildings shrunk down in size to handle just what they need in terms of their logistics and their uh, front facing. But for the most part, we're anticipating seeing businesses go full remote. And we're our mission here at Capital Presence is to change the way that businesses think about this. So right now when you're talking in the majority of the questions around remote and working wherever and work from home is how many days do you work from home? That's generally the question. We want to switch that to say, how many days do you have to go to the office? Because that's the real question. It shouldn't be home base being the office. Home base should be home. You should be able to do whatever, work wherever you are and wherever there is internet and studies show that the that the people who work from home are actually more productive and work longer hours than those who are in the office. This is because those who work from home are, no, do not have to commute, and so they get out of bed and turn their computers on, boot on, and they don't have to go through that hour-long commute to the office, thus putting in an, an extra hour of work there. There's also something called the remote work, uh, what is it, the remote work, uh, I don't know if it's anxiety or it's a thought process that if I am working from home, I have to ensure that my employee knows that I am doing work. Thus, I will work an extra hour to make up for the fact that my employer can't see me. This is a real psychological thing that members go through. That's why there's been so much news and so much pub around managing your employees' uh, work-life balance and uh, self-help and uh, uh self-health, taking care of yourselves uh, for employees because majority of remote employees overwork themselves and they're working longer than eight hour days. And this is something that we're seeing across the boards, which leads to increased productivity. So it's actually more productive for your employees to stay home, not to mention the operating expenses that you'll cut by not having your office as large, not having as many 
resources at the office needed to run your business, uh, not having to stock the break room with coffee or food or you know, purchasing desks or understanding where you're going to p- put people. There's a major concern around spacing, uh, at least there was prior to COVID, and we no longer have to deal with that. So I know that President Biden in the last week or so has encouraged businesses to return to the office and return to cities. I think that is ludicrous. Uh, I think that is a terrible idea. I think that is a very uh, 2000 type of an approach. I understand what his view is that if members return to cities, then the foot traffic will increase the economy and bring back uh, you know, foot traffic jobs. But I would disagree. I, don't, I think that businesses that are having the hardest time of hiring are those with foot traffic, and that's because nobody wants to go to work. So to increase foot traffic in the cities, you're only going to overrun the businesses and, and they're not going to be able to, to staff or push out products. And it's, it's, it's not going to have the desired effect, in my opinion, but I'm coming from the remote side of things. So let's dive into this digital transformation. That's what we're really talking about here is we're trying to transition that thought process that President Biden is pushing through to say, everybody needs to go back and we need to do things the way that we've always done, which that's three, four, five years ago types of thought. We've gone through a digital transformation where 80% of business leaders across all industries, this isn't just a tech thing, this is across all industries, 80% of business leaders intend to accelerate their digital transformation and push towards the remote culture. That's what I was saying, 90% of businesses will have remote functionality and capabilities and will have a remote workforce. We're already seeing that 80% of business leaders across all industries are doing that and they're accelerating their digital transformation and they're taking these things into multiple different uh, examples of digital transformation. So here I'll list off a couple for you. Contactless shopping. We've already seen a huge boom in e-commerce even prior to COVID, but now even more so, we're starting to see things like grocery stores. Uh, you can, uh, Grubhub has become huge over the last couple of years where even without Grubhub, you can call just about any, any uh, restaurant now that prior to you had to sit down in and you could get it to go. So you can contact a shop, sure, e-commerce is there, but you can do it with your, your uh, local businesses as well. We also have seen remote selling. So, Facebook Marketplace, uh, OfferUp, Craigslist, these types of uh, selling platforms that are uh, people to people, this has increased. So remote selling uh, is a big part, not only just from businesses, because as B2B, you know, B2C, that's always been there, but now we're talking about people selling to people as well. Uh, curbside pickup is an obvious digital transformation. I touched on that just a second ago with contactless shopping, but curbside pickup is something that I hope never goes away. With I have four kids, and four kids in the car, and getting them all out of the car to walk in to pick something up is my nightmare. And if I can pick up groceries and have the kids not have to get out of the car, then that's what I want more of. So curbside pickup has been very very cool uh, to see. And it's just another example of digital transformation. I'll just go over a few more that we've seen. Virtual events, remote learning, telemedicine through uh, through biz, uh, dentists and doctor's offices. We've seen remote teamwork where we do teamwork building exercises. We've done played games internally. Uh, and then remote development, which 
remote development has always been there where you have developers all around the country working together in a DevOps capacity, but that has accelerated over the last couple of years. And so how, how can you and your business take this trend and, and really build on it, right? That's the question is, what three things can I do today to accelerate my digital transformation? And I'm gonna give you three things right here. The first one is to respond. So as something happens over the last couple of years, it's been countries and cities locking down to flatten said curve, to adjust to regulations, to whatever the crisis, this was the crisis this time, but it's not the last crisis. It's not the, the last thing that's going to happen. We had the recession prior to. There's, there's something that's always going to happen. It's going to affect your business. And the point being is you have to respond. And a more micro level, you have to respond to the daily crises that are happening within your business. So something's going to happen today and it's going to go wrong that needs correction within your organization and you need to be able to respond to it and you need to have a remote policy for that response. Imagine everything within your business runs remotely and how would you respond to every incident, right? There needs to be a policy or a standard operating procedure within your business that allows you to communicate effectively internally and respond to anything from anywhere. And you need to be able to do this to adapt and respond in real time. We use Microsoft Teams internally. We use Teams and channels to communicate with one another. It puts this on our devices. We also have a ticketing system where our are uh, through power apps where uh, organizations can re uh, reach out to us and, and let us know what's going on. And then if it's classified as a heat ticket, then bells and whistles go off and, 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 you know, the fire alarm, so to speak, is sound within our organization. And that is how we adapt and respond. Prior to COVID, we did not have heat tickets because uh, generally things didn't come in. We weren't fully remote. And so, uh, we went about it in a different way, but we have adapted to a, being a full remote organization now, and we now respond in real time through Microsoft Teams as our virtual office. The next point of respond is solutions that could be Power Apps, that could be Power Automate, that could be whatever it is. It could just be writing up a standard operating procedure and say, hey, people follow this. Those solutions will help people stay productive and maintain their business continuity. As when people understand what they have to do, they're more productive. So if you lay out exactly how your members are to respond, they will take the baton and run with it because they understand where they fit and what they are to accomplish. So that is step one in uh, building a company culture anywhere is to respond. The next would be to recover. See the R's here. Next is to recover. So as these nations, cities, states, they fought the crisis and now they are starting to reopen, albeit at different times, but the new lockdowns, this could happen. Like I said, there's going to be a new crisis. There's going to be next, right? And so you need to recover, adapt to the business models and the product offering. So whatever is happening within your organization, whatever it is, the crisis that you're responding to, you need to be able to recover from said response and 
go with the new model. You need to roll with the punches, focus on value, reduce the cost, right? What can we provide of a value while reducing our cost to adapt and recover from said response? This is huge, this focus on value and reduce cost because over the last couple of years, the thought process is how can we deliver a better product at less cost because I have this office I have to pay for, nobody's there, where can we reduce? Well, shutting down your office is one reduced cost, but there are tools out there that you don't necessarily need. Everyone went out and bought a bunch of software over the last couple of years and with purchasing that software, you know, they maybe they didn't know what they were buying and they got the premium and they had to get all these connectors and they spent tons and tons of money to set up this remote organization when really you need to be focusing on what it is that your organization does and how do they recover from responses? How do they adapt? How can you grow? So go over what the applications your teams are actually using, how you use them, and then restart with your customer demand. What is it that your customers are asking for and what do you have to support that? That's recover. So that leads us to reimagine, which is the entire purpose of this podcast. And that is innovare, which means to innovate, which reimagine is just another fancy way of saying innovate. So as we have gone through the last couple of years, we've seen all kinds of different ways that we have looked for ways to combat whatever it is that we've been going through. We've responded to said crisis. We've recovered from said crisis. And then we have to reimagine a way to do better through said crisis. So there's a couple different ways and different examples that I could give you. Um, there are new treatments that are out. Uh, there are ways that we have made these treatments available. Uh, we have uh, amended the way that we are going to do business going forward to, you know, like some of the digital transformations we talked about, the contact us list delivery, the ordering online, the e-commerce explosion. There's all kinds of different things, right? And so it's up to us as business owners to realize these new opportunities and scenarios and envision ways that we can take these opportunities and focus on the growth aspect of these opportunities. How can we do things better? How can we take this crisis? How can we take this thing that has just happened to us and how can we make it better? How can we do better the next time? Because there will be a next time, unfortunately, for all crises. You know, I know that the that I've kind of focused on the whole COVID portion of this as a global type of response, but it's not always a global response. It just happened to have been this time. Wherever, however you stand on whatever just happened over the last couple of years, it doesn't matter what you think of it or politically. What matters is we all know that something is going to happen again. It's probably not going to be at this scale, hopefully not, Lord willing, but something's going to happen within your business. Maybe it's somebody forgot to send out a, a contract. Maybe it's somebody forgot to uh, you know, submit paperwork. Maybe it's, who knows what it is, right? But you have to respond, an application broke. You have to respond 
You have to recover, making those changes, adapt, put new business models in place, and then reimagine. How can we do this better? How can we prevent this from happening next time? How can we grow from this as an organization and as individuals? And that needs to be our focus. So that is how you build company culture from anywhere. Respond, recover, reimagine. The reimagine is extremely important. And as a business, we do this Every two weeks, we call it retrospective, where we have our sprints, which is our deliverables, where we are focusing on what it is that we are delivering to said client or clients. And then we go through the process, we deliver, we uh, take our heat tickets in, we recover from said heat tickets, we track the analytics, we recover from the way that the analytics are driving. Maybe we have too much, we have too little workload, whatever it is, we are recovering and adapting as we go through the two-week period. And then when we come to the end of the two-week period, we reimagine or innovate through retrospective where we ask these questions. What, what went right? What went wrong? What can I do better? What are we going to do different? All with the focus on growth. Growth is important because thriving in the face of change which is what innovation really is. Innovation is change in a way to do something better and different for the sake of growth. And so thriving in the face of change requires resilience. You cannot be stuck in your ways. You cannot be afraid of said change monster, which is a human emotion. As humans, we love the way that it's always done, right? We love our history. We love our traditions. That is part of the reason why, if you look at the sports world, the Washington Redskins uh, then became the Washington football team, now the Washington Commanders. We, we're going through this name change that was rooted in tradition. And since tradition had been sold to that fan base for well, the last 30 years, they've been a pretty bad football team. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. And they were sold tradition. So when the name change happened, the what they had been sold in terms of tradition was a human emotion. It, you know, well, I always, I love the name. I, there's my grandfather rooted for them. I've paired, we, we had parties, you know, Super Bowls and oh my, and there was this resistance to a new name, which was a human emotion. Nothing more, nothing less. And so in order to change, and in order to grow upon this change, you need to remove the human emotions. Now, how do you do that? You do that through core values and analytics. If your core values align with this said change, it will be easy. If you get garner input from who the change is affecting and make them a part of the process, it will make it easier. But resilience is a big part of that. You have to be wanting to move forward and you support resilience through those efforts that I just talked about. Getting members involved, establishing core values, gathering as much analytics as possible. That's the only way that you can move forward. Which you could argue the Washington Redskins commanders football team did a horrible job at. And they have not yet established their core values, and that's probably why they're in court right now. But I digress. This has been Building a Company Culture from Anywhere. Capital Presence here 
to help you work wherever. The three areas, again, before we call this a session, respond, recover, reimagine, where we're always focused on innovation here. And if you want some ways on how Microsoft and Capital Presence can help you through this journey, as we do deliver our end-to-end -end integrated portfolio and our cloud-managed solutions across the Microsoft 365, Dynamics 365, and Azure platform, uh, together with the Microsoft Power Platform, Capital Presence builds automated business solutions so that you and your uh, organization and industry can build a resilient workforce and improve your bottom line from anywhere. If you want more information, go to capitalpresence.com, click on the book now, and we'll have a conversation with you. We'll work with you guys, help you hand in hand. Maybe we're not the right fit, but that's okay. We'll point you in the right direction. If not, guys, thanks for hanging out. See you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Innovare Podcast. You can listen to all episodes at InnovarePodcast.com, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. If you enjoy watching podcasts, check us out on YouTube for a visual behind-the-scenes look at all Innovare Podcast episodes. We have recently released a community of entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook at Innovare Mindset. That's Innovare Mindset to join the private group of entrepreneurs changing the world. Until next time, guys. See ya.